is a milestone episode 20 of the Belleville Sins podcast. David Foote and Joel Vanderland back again with you for another episode on the Belleville Sins Entertainment Network and glad to have you with us. A lot to discuss this week. The AHL schedule came out this afternoon. We're going to break that down. What it looks like for the Belleville Senators. Uh, alternate captain Rourke Chartier is uh, enjoying his offseason. We'll catch up with him from Saskatoon, and we'll also uh, get a bit of an update on the roster. Uh, last week, we talked about a handful of signings. Kevin Mandeleze has inked another deal for another season, so we'll update you on uh, all of that uh, over the course of the next, what, probably half hour or so. And, uh, yeah, an exciting day around the league. Um, we know where we're going, and we know that the season starts on October the 14th, not in Laval. And uh, maybe that's one of the most exciting uh, parts of the schedule, Joel, is that for the first time in franchise history, the Senators will not begin the season against the Laval Rocket. Yeah, very true. And when we look at the schedule this year, there's a lot of differences. There's some different dates that the Bevel Senators are going to be playing on throughout the course of the season and a couple new opponents that uh, the Sens haven't played in a couple seasons. So we'll break it all down over the next uh, half an hour here. But obviously an exciting day for the franchise, exciting day for the fans too as they kind of can start to plan their, their winter months and their entertainment. Yeah, and uh, our sales staff has been working pretty hard um, since the season ended in April. Uh, trying to get people locked in for the upcoming season, whether it's a season ticket package or a group outing or a flex package. And, uh, you know, to, to their credit, they've done an excellent job, but it, it's a little difficult um, sometimes for people to, to make that purchase decision when they don't have dates. Well, now there's no excuse. You've got your dates, and when uh, – any of uh, our sales uh, team give you a ring if uh, you're in the system already. Uh, you'll be able to, to pick the dates you want. And, uh, you know, start now. It's fresh slate. You know, everything's out there. Uh, and, again, this I should say this is still for groups, flex, and season tickets. Uh, single ticket details will come out in uh, the coming weeks as we prepare for the upcoming season. But um, what's your first uh, reaction to the schedule? For me, um, and, I mean, you work all the games as well, whether you're traveling or not. Uh, it's a little bit lighter. It's We have some Saturdays off this year. Yeah, I think the, the biggest thing to me is you, you look at there's a lot more afternoon games. Um, like you said, it's um, less Saturday at home, a little more Sundays at home now. And that's uh, something that uh, we should say we've been hearing from fans as we kind of do our outreach and, and collect that feedback at the end of seasons. People are saying, yeah, we'd love some more afternoon games. It would make it much easier to get here. Uh, you asked, we listened, we'll have four matinee games at CAA Arena this year. Yeah, and I think that's really exciting when, when you look at the the fans um, kind of wanting to have a little bit more afternoon games, more family-friendly kind of times. I know uh, during the school year, it's hard to get them out on a Friday night, sometimes a Saturday night, Wednesday nights as well. So a couple Sunday afternoon games that uh, the, the kids can enjoy as well. And then when I look at the schedule, I think, too, you talked uh, off the top, um, not the home and home with Laval to start the season. Uh, the home openers push to, to the next uh, weekend. So uh, uh, still against the Laval Rocket, but that's a great rivalry. And, and I think when you look at that, it gives fans a little bit uh, of, uh, more reach to, to kind of get to know the players, watch those first couple road games, get used to the players, get used to the team, and then 
they come home and it's a nice four game homestand to kind of kickstart uh, the end of October there. And um, uh, we should mention that all of the uh, usual home opener activities are planned. The uh, Belleville Sens Fan Fest with uh, games and fun for the kids and the red carpet arrivals, which are always a big hit. Uh, so that is uh, all in the works for October 21st when the Sens open the home portion of the schedule uh, against uh, the Laval Rocket here. Uh, the season starts in Hershey. It's going to be an interesting uh, way to kick off the campaign. Uh, we'll be at the Giant Center, the home of the now reigning, defending AHL champion Hershey Bears. We'll watch them put their banner up and then try to disappoint that crowd of about 9,000 or so on opening night. And then a quick turnaround the next afternoon in Lehigh Valley against the Phantoms, and then that's it for the uh, uh Visits to Hershey and Lehigh, they're done at the start of the year. Uh, you mentioned we're back for four games at home, Laval, Milwaukee, couple against Toronto, and then it's uh, back out to the Atlantic Division at the start of November for uh, Springfield and Wilkes-Barre. And um, by the end of November, the Sens have done all of their long travel eastwards anyway. Yeah, that's that's an interesting part of it as well, right? And especially for you traveling with the team. The Atlantic Division trips are done at the end of, of November, and uh, that's always a tough division to get wins in, and the Belleville Centers are, are going to hope uh, to get off to a good start against their those Eastern Conference foes. Um, and then as we look, again, the season ends with a lot of divisional games, which is going to be awesome. It's going to be tight uh, leading into the postseason, and that's the way the, the league likes it as well. So... Um, like you mentioned, a lot of Atlantic Division teams earlier in the season, and then you finish it off with a lot of in-divisional games, which is awesome to see again. And one of those Atlantic Division games uh, that we get out of the way in November is Hartford. Uh, we'll go back to the XL Center uh, to play the Wolfpack for uh, just the one game this season. Uh, we made a couple trips there uh, two seasons ago. One of them was because of a reschedule. And, um, yeah, that'll be uh, the Senators' first trip back to Hartford um, for the first time in a couple seasons. Hartford and Bridgeport to finish the month, and then uh, that's November, and then we get ready for a pretty busy December as well, where the Grand Rapids Griffins will make their first uh, trip back to CAA Arena since the uh, 1920 season. Yeah, and I know there's a lot of, of fans in the region, the original six franchise with, with Detroit, so I, I know a lot of people have been clamoring to get the Grand Rapids Griffins back on the schedule, and they're back in a big way with four games, two there, two here. So uh, they're always a, a team that's fun to watch. They're always a team that uh, invests heavily in their American Hockey League franchise as well. So uh, it's good to see them back on the schedule. Uh, also in December, we've got the uh, game on the 28th again, right in the middle of the holiday break. Uh, that's going to be against Laval. That's our uh, holiday celebration game, the Teddy Bear Toss uh, in there as well. Uh, all the promo dates will be available at BellevilleSends.com. Uh, flipping the calendar into 2024, if we uh, get that far ahead of ourselves already, uh, the Sens will make their only trip out uh, west to Winnipeg. Uh, they'll spend a lot of time in that central division in uh, the month of January to start the new year. Yeah, and I think that's that's good to kind of get used to, to, to that division and, and see those teams regularly and get to get into their style of play. I know it's um, they like to play a, a little bit different of a style out in the West, more, maybe a more physical uh, grinding type of game. So it's good to get those off uh, early and you, you see Manitoba twice on a weekend, then you go home. You get Manitoba at home, and then you go back out, and you see that that Milwaukee 
Grand Rapids trip to kind of close out the, the month of January, but it's good to kind of get it all done in in a month. And yeah, maybe a little bit of, of travel at the beginning and end of the month, but uh, and then you come home in February and like we mentioned before, a lot of divisional games to, to close out the season. That uh, stretch at the end of January, beginning of February, so uh, Milwaukee, two in Grand Rapids, and then two in Syracuse. Uh, the five games is the longest road swing of the season for the Senators. Now they will come home in between uh, the trip to Grand Rapids and Syracuse. Um, some teams are not that lucky. Uh, I think Utica, I think, is a 17-day road trip. And um, the last time the Senators played in Grand Rapids, it was on a trip like that, a couple of weeks away from, from home. So really, it, it does seem like a much more um, player-friendly schedule, despite the fact that there are some really busy four-game weeks mixed in. Yeah, it's really compact, I think, when, when you look at it. And uh, the travel is, is very compact, too. You get those two trips out to the Central Division, but you do them, um, you do them in two separate uh, transactions. So you... I think players like that, that they get to come home every, they don't get to, to go on those 17 day stretches where you're not home. You go out to, to Winnipeg for uh, a weekend and you're home. Then you get to, to come back, you play a couple of games in division, then you go back out to the Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, you get that done in a week as well. So uh, I know you mentioned the long road trips, Toronto, I think last year they had their Royal road trip where they were gone for, it seemed a month. Yeah. So. Um, I think the players do really like that this schedule and, and the friendliness of it, especially when you get to get those stopping points at least back home for a couple of days. And we'll get some uh, or start to get some feedback on the schedule from uh, some more players and, and staff as we roll through the summer on the Belleville Sins podcast. Uh, coming up on this episode, we'll chat with Rourke Chartier, and we'll also get you the latest uh, roster updates in uh, our final segment of the uh, of the show. Uh, we'll continue on, though. Um, last note for... Uh, February is that uh, on Family Day, that's uh, February 19th, that's a Monday afternoon against the Hershey Bears, uh, we'll uh, planning specialty jerseys that day, uh, and uh, a lot of other uh, additional things that fans have asked for that we're planning to mix in this year, and again, more details on the promotions and all the uh, non-hockey stuff to come, but we've got things planned like Post-game skates, post-game autograph signings. Uh, we mentioned the pre-game uh, activities already. There's some changes coming in concessions. Lots to be excited for uh, as we uh, head through the rest of the offseason. And, uh, again, BellevilleSense.com and uh, the Sens socials at BellevilleSense will be the uh, spot to get all that information as it breaks. Um, Joel mentioned it. March and April are pretty much uh, strictly divisional months, except for a matchup with Bridgeport in March and one with Springfield in April. But, um, yeah, once that uh, once you get out of January, it's basically all division all the time. And we saw uh, last season and the season before and the season before uh, just exactly how much of an impact that can make at the end of the year. Yeah, and it's going to be vital again this year. And we know the North Division, it's going to be tight. All these teams are, are stacking up, so to speak, as we kind of look at, at the rosters and uh, what the Marlies have been able to do. Rochester's always hungry to, to get back into the playoffs. Laval... Um, so it's going to be it's going to be a really exciting end to the season again. It's going to be another uh, push for the playoffs here, and um, I think the the fans and the league wouldn't have it any other way. Full schedule details at BellevilleSense.com. Again, the Sens socials as well. You can find 
uh, links to the schedules in list form or calendar form, uh, whatever way you like to take in your information. We've got just about to all of them for you, uh, even video form. Uh, Garrett Harvey in our video uh, team, well, he is the video team. Uh, he did our, our release video, which was hilarious, uh, caught up with some folks at uh, Black Bear Ridge and uh, at the uh, Belleville Waterfront Festival as well. Uh, some really good uh, creative uh, schedule launch videos around the league this year. It's become one of my favorite days of the summer. Yeah, and I, I think it, it's an awesome to see the way that these creative folks and Garrett's no different, the way he can kind of sit down and get this plan and then this video processed. And uh, he did a tremendous job with it. And watching our, our schedule release video and some of the funny answers when, when fans are trying to guess the different teams and the different cities they play in and um, no, it's great to see that come off. And like you mentioned, across the league, there's a lot of people in these positions that uh, are really talented. So I'm um, really excited to, to dive into some of those more tonight. And uh, obviously, um, I'm, I'm glad that people enjoyed what Garrett was able to put out on our end as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, schedule release day, uh, such an ex- it feels like there's always so much anticipation for the day. And then it happens and you get all pumped up and you go, Oh, wait a second. It's uh, only July. We still have three months until the season starts. But, again, lots of reasons, as we've been saying, to get excited. Um, who are you looking forward to, to seeing most this year? It's tough. Like, it's I know you're a Flyers guy, so when Lehigh comes in, you, the ears perk up a little bit. But, um, you know, for me, I mean, again, we haven't seen Grand Rapids in a couple of years. Um, and like you said, they're always competitive um, Hartford is a neat place to go because uh, it's where the Whalers used to play. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. Um, I guess it is mostly the usual suspects, except for those same uh, those those two new uh, new teams that weren't on there last year. Yeah, I I always like the way Milwaukee plays. I always like the the kind of style they play with the the way they kind of play that trap and that bigger kind of style. So I'm excited to see them. Obviously, it's going to be interesting to see Cleveland in, in their new look uniforms and their new new look um, uh, main uh, logo. So they they released that today, and then obviously, I think you're always excited to see the Marlies and, and see Laval the first time through to to kind of see what they have to offer each season because you you're in for ten and, and twelve with them. So. Um, and then obviously, like you mentioned, it's cool to see Hartford and, and Grand Rapids back on the schedule. Yeah, uh, the quick schedule breakdown are some of the highlights, again, from the Belleville Sens schedule. Uh, first time in franchise history that Sens have not opened the season against Laval. Longest homestand is four games. We'll do that once in October, once in March. The five-game road sw- uh, stretch that we talked about, busiest months, December, February, and March. There'll be 12 games. The uh, busiest home months are December and March, where there are seven games. Busiest road month is January, where there are eight games. We'll play 50 against the North Division, 12 against the Atlantic Division, and 10 against the Central. We mentioned Grand Rapids in for the first time since 1920. Hartford for the first time since 21-22. And those afternoon games we mentioned as well. Uh, Three Sunday afternoons and the Family Day matinee on uh, February 19th. Uh, Those will be... uh, Act for sure, and again, if you want to get uh, a group in, you want to buy flex packs, season ticket packages, uh, all the info you need is at BellevilleSends.com, and uh, our crack ticket team are always happy to uh, chat with you. We will chat with Sends Forward Work Chartier in just a moment when we return. This is episode 20 of the Belleville Sends podcast.
Get in the game. Start planning now for the next season of Belleville Senators Hockey. The new Belleville Sens Business Elite Program is a season seat membership just for business. Use tickets to treat your staff or attract new clients. Benefits include AHL TV game packages, exclusive member events, and more. All packages offer a VIP business experience like in-arena signage. More info on season seat memberships, flex packs, and the Business Elite Program at BellevilleSens.com. Go, Sens, go! Back on the Belleville Sens podcast, David Foote and Joel Vanderland here with you as we've been breaking down the schedule on episode number 20. Again, don't forget to subscribe to the pod wherever you're tuning in right now. Give us a rating and a review. We'd really appreciate that as uh Season number one of the Belleville Sands podcast rolls on. Season two, fast approaching, as we've been talking about. October 14th uh, is when the Senators will open the 23-24 campaign in Hershey against the Bears. One of the guys who, uh, well, actually may or may not be in the lineup that night uh, is Rourke Chartier, just uh, re-signed with the Senators on a two-way NHL deal, which means he could end up in Ottawa at the start of the season if he has a really good training camp there. Uh, we'll chat with the uh, Saskatchewan native in just a moment from his hometown, and uh, I will preface that uh, the cell reception both at CAA Arena and in Saskatoon is apparently not great, so it will be a little uh, jumbled at times. You'll have to listen closely, but uh, he, he does have some good things to say. Um, before we get to Rourke, maybe let's uh, remind the folks about the season that he just had. Excellent finish, uh, injury riddled through the middle, strong start. It's It was pretty much a uh, a textbook year, unfortunately, for Rourke Sharchet. Yeah, and I think the impressive thing is he still managed 20 goals in, in only 40 games. Mm-hmm. So when you, when you look at Rourke Sharchet, he's proven goal scorer at this level. Um, he, he showed well when he was up with the Ottawa Senators. He got into six games with them as well. And I think, um, like you mentioned, the, the end of the season, I think, really cemented um, their decision on him to bring him back the way he played under Dave Bell. And then, obviously, DJ Smith uh, thinks of him as a viable uh, recall option, too. So I think all those things really worked in his favor. And uh, I'm glad to see him back with, with the hockey club as well. And uh, anytime you wear an A, uh, I think that bodes well for, for the way that the franchise thinks about you as well. Uh, earlier in the offseason last year, he was off around Europe and things like that. Let's find out where Rourke Chartier has been spending his time this offseason. The Belleville Sins forward joins us next on the Belleville Sins podcast. Charts, how you doing, man? How's the summer been? I've been good, guys. Yeah, it's I haven't done too much traveling, but it's so far. Yeah, plans to travel around here for the, the back half of the off season? Uh, not really. I think it would have been nice to go right after the season, but the uh, way it went, just kind of stuck around here. I'll probably head up to the lake a couple weekends, but uh, it's been good so far. It's been nice. Um, as I mentioned there, you were one of the first uh, – players to re-sign with the organization. This will be your uh, third stint now with the Senators. Um, what is it about uh, about the club and and the organization that, that made it such a, I guess, easy decision for you early in the summer to uh, to agree to come back? Yeah, I think uh, ideally it would have been nice to sign an extension during the season, but uh, with everything going on with the team, uh, I was happy to get it done. And, uh, yeah, I just I enjoy the staff and all the coaches and we've done a good job having a good culture. 
uh, on both teams. So I was excited to come back. And like I said, I wish they could have done earlier, but uh, I'm happy, happy with done. Yeah, and uh, obviously nice to have that kind of uh, pressure off early in the offseason too, I'd imagine, in, in having some uh, some stability and knowing where you're you're headed in uh, in September. Yeah, exactly. I had a situation where you, you're kind of waiting, uh, maybe in a couple, couple other years prior, so time you can get it done as possible and kind of sit back and, you know, it's nice. You had, you had a really strong uh, finish to the season, Rourke. I think you had seven points in, in your last four games. How did you kind of mesh with David Bell and, and his coaching staff at the end of the season? Uh, yeah, I think it wasn't was too different um, with, with Bells. Yeah, um, it was, you know, same, same kind of Bells where you say he has a lot of respect for all our guys. And, and uh, no, he's, it's all I think it's amazing. So... I don't think it was so much different. I kind of played the last last few games there after coming back from a couple of different injuries. So maybe just at the end, I felt a little bit uh, better, on, better on my skates and got back up to the pace again. How much does it mean to you? You got the endorsement of DJ Smith. You played six games under him in the NHL, and then obviously uh, David Bell uh, wanted you back to, to come back to the organization. What does that mean to you to hear that those guys really pushed for you to, to get this extension? Yeah, I think uh, you know I owe a lot to both those guys. Uh, the opportunity they've given me. So, um, again, I wasn't too sure, and I think no one was really sure what was going on with this year with uh, the ownership changes and stuff. So uh, that was big for me too. You know, um, I, once I saw both those guys coming back, I made it a pretty easy decision for me. Chatting with uh, Senators forward Rourke Chartier, who uh, re-signed uh, with the organization uh, not too long ago now. Um, uh, this was a very close group last year um, with everything that uh, this team went through. Um, are, are you in touch with many of the guys through uh, through the offseason at all? Yeah, I keep in touch with a decent amount of the guys. And, uh, no, that's the one thing. We've always had a pretty good culture and a, a tight-knit group in Belleville, so... Hopefully, like I said, I thought it was a little short with uh, everything that went on. So I, I think uh, hopefully we can have a strong year right on the gate. Uh, yeah, and a turnover is obviously a huge thing in this league, and, and this team not untouched by that this year. Um, naturally, I assume you've been following along with the, the moves that um, Pierre Dorian and his staff have been making. Um, what do you think uh, about how things are kind of shaping up here uh, with a couple months to go before uh, before the season starts? Yeah, it's looking like we'll have an exciting group again, and a lot of you know, a lot of guys back. But at the same time, we said it's, it's a league of ever-changing rosters, and uh, we'll have some as well. So, looking like you know, we're gonna have a we're gonna have a good team from what I see. So, you never really tell till the uh, till the first couple games, but um, yeah, it's, it's looking like an exciting group with some young guys coming in too. Yeah, it, it is for sure. A couple more questions here for Rourke Sharche. Um, I know that um, injuries have obviously been kind of an, an underlying story for you in your career. How do you kind of approach uh, your off-season training, I suppose, in, in trying to get yourself ready and maybe mitigate some of those uh, those unfortunate knocks when, when the season begins? Yeah, um, nothing too different. I think this is really one of the first summers I've been 100% healthy going in. Um, 
but yeah, in terms of you know injuries the last couple of years and you know broken hands and whatnot, so I don't know what really I can do to train train that uh, you know not break your hand, but uh, so nothing really changes for me. It's kind of exciting to have a full uh, full plate of health going into an offseason. Yeah, and what does the uh, the rest of the summer look like for you? And uh, uh, I guess you come back to Ontario uh, for camp in September. Yeah, I, uh, I haven't made the big plans for the summer. Uh, probably go up to the lake on weekend, and as we get closer to September, probably drive out a little bit early and uh, I'm in Ottawa before camp. But um, yeah, nothing, nothing too crazy on the schedule. Well, a little bit of downtime is good either way. Uh, whether it's Ottawa or here in Belleville, uh, we'll see you in a couple of months, Rourke. Thanks again for the time, and uh, enjoy the rest of the summer. All right, thanks. All right, sends forward Rourke Chartier. And, uh, again, apologies for the uh, slight technical difficulties we had with the uh, cell signal, but I think we were still able to get a fair amount of good stuff from him. Uh, he's been playing lots of golf this summer. Excuse me, he's not... Uh, traveling as much as he was, seems like he's he's pretty focused already on uh, on the upcoming campaign. Yeah, and uh, I think that's the one thing that you notice when when you talk to Rourke. He's very serious about his craft. He he takes it um, he takes his game very seriously as well. And and I think, like you mentioned, I think that's kind of his mode right now. It's getting back, getting healthy, and trying to get back to the NHL level after a, a brief stint with with the Sens last year. Uh, and. Uh, we were both kind of talking about his signing, and, and this is not really a knock on the player or his skill level at all, I think, um, to say that we were a little bit surprised to see that uh, Rourke Chartier had come back. Um, and again, not anything to do with the player, but more so the makeup of this team here uh, in Belleville and, and naturally in Ottawa as well. It didn't seem there would be much fit, but you talked about it before the interview. Um, this is a guy that uh, Dave Bell holds in high regard. It's a guy that uh, DJ Smith holds in high regard. And when you get that kind of backing from both head coaches in the organization, uh, it makes it a pretty easy decision, I think, for uh, upper management to, to offer you that deal and, and to bring him back. Yeah, exactly. And I think when you look at what this team went through last year with the injuries and the 53 players being used at I think when Ryan Bowen is kind of assessed and Dave Bell, like you mentioned, and DJ Smith come come to him and say, this is a guy we want to re-sign, you, you take it very seriously. And um, it's not a bad thing to have depth at Ford, especially at center. And he's a guy that can kill penalties. He can play on the power play. He can come up and down uh, with the NHL team. He's not going to make any any trouble in, in the locker room as well. He, he wore, wore an A, so... Um, I think when you look at it from that perspective, I think for Ryan Bonus it was kind of a no-brainer. But obviously, when you look at the depth chart, they're they're pretty stacked up front right now on guys on two-way contracts. So I think from that perspective, it was a little surprising. But at the end of the day, he he's a very talented hockey player, and he's going to make a difference here or, or in Ottawa. Yeah, we've seen the the impact player that he can be, whether it's. Uh, uh, throwing a hit, grinding out on the board, scoring an overtime winner in Laval or, or Toronto. You know, like he'll rise to the occasion. And, uh, yeah, well, we were a little um, surprised because personally I thought maybe he'd try to get an opportunity closer to home. There's so many, uh, so many. There's there's AHL teams in central Canada now, so why not uh, try to take a shot? But uh, we're more than happy to have him and, and excited to see um, what kind of impact Rourke Chartier can make on the club uh, in 
year number three. Uh, a couple more lineup notes, roster notes to fill you in on. Kevin Mandelaisier is back for another season. Uh, we'll touch on that and maybe some of the notable uh, signings or departures from around the division as well. Some familiar faces changing names. Uh, we'll get you updated on that as we head into the final segment of episode 20 on the Belleville Sins podcast. Stay with us. Don't miss one second of Belleville Senators action this season. The Belleville Sens Entertainment Network is the only place to hear live coverage of the Belleville Senators for all 72 games plus playoffs. Pre-game coverage begins 15 minutes before each game with David Foote. And the network is also home to the Belleville Sens podcast. The Belleville Senators Entertainment Network, presented by Deerhaven Farm and Garden. Tune in on the Belleville Sens app or bellevillesens.com. Episode 20 of the Belleville Sends podcast with myself, David Foote, and uh, Joel Vanderland. Uh, the schedule, again, is out. We recapped it all in the first segment of the show. You can head to BellevilleSends.com now to start your winter planning. Uh, it's never too early. And again, if you want to get a jump on everybody else and lock down some dates for a flex pack or a group outing, uh, you can uh, do that via the tickets tab at BellevilleSends.com as well. And uh, our uh, elite team of ticket sales and customer service experts would love to help get your butt into a seat at CAA Arena for multiple games of the upcoming season. Again, a lot of excitement around the team, some new faces uh, coming in here at uh, at CAA Arena, and uh, one of those uh, returning familiar faces will be Kevin Mandelese, who signed a one-year uh, two-way extension with the Ottawa Senators this weekend. Uh, we used a lot of goaltenders last season, Hopefully we don't need to use as many this year, but they're prepared. Uh, there's about six or seven uh, in the stable right now. Yeah, and I think with, with Kevin Mandelese, I think when, when you look at him and this contract, he earned it with the way that he was able to acquit himself at the NHL level, the AHL level, and even the ECHL level. So um, when Pierre Dorian mentioned that he was coming back and – was going to agree to to this extension. He said that the biggest thing was that he improved, that he showed that he was continuing to develop properly, and and I think he has. And um, to your to what you said as well, like when you go through the amount of goalies they went through last season, I think you're a little weary uh, of letting guys go past you, letting guys hit the open market, and um, when you're scrambling in the middle of the season to find guys, you're getting guys from U Sports, you're getting guys from the ECHL to, to start hockey games for you, uh, and you have a perfectly good Kevin Mandelese there, um, it, it makes no, uh, it makes a ton of sense to, to keep him in the organization, re-sign him, get him on this extension, and, and bring him back, and continue to develop him, because if you look at the, the way that Justin Peters ha- has worked with these goalies, and the, the amount of... Um, uh, time he spends w- with Kevin Mandelese, with Matt Sogard, and, and the way that they've been able to, to take his uh, tutelage and take his teachings and, and play at the NHL level and play well at the a- at the AHL level as well, it makes total sense to, to keep them both with him and uh, continue to keep them in the organization. And, I mean, if we look at the Ottawa picture, Eunice Corpusallo obviously will be with the Senators. Uh, Forsberg, 
will obviously be with the Senators. That's probably going to be their number two unless Matt Sogard uh, or even maybe Levy Marilyn goes into camp and really uh, shines and stands out and, and is able to earn some extra games up there. Um, so let's, you know, for argument's sake, just say that's the case. It's Forsberg uh, and it's Corpusalo in Ottawa, which means it's going to be a fight between Mando, uh, Sogard, Marilinen, and Mark Sinclair for the four spots, or for the two spots in Belleville, I should say. Uh, that's going to make for a really interesting Belleville Senators camp if things shake down that way. Yeah, it is, and Mark Sinclair is a guy that's played well at the ECHL level. He played well when he got his shot in the AHL with, with the Belleville Senators as well, earning a shutout uh, in his first AHL start too. So he's not going to come here and, and think, hey, I'm I'm going to Allen. He's going to come in thinking that he can earn a spot here as well. So um, like we mentioned, the depth of the goaltending stable is really impressive here. And um, I think uh, going through what they went through last year, uh, Ryan Bonus and David Bell, Justin Peters, uh, they're not going to let that happen again. <laughs> no, uh, they certainly will not. Um, uh, looking up front, Ottawa making a big trade this week. They send Alex to Brinkat. Uh back home. He, he made it pretty clear he wanted to be in Detroit, and they sent him there, and uh, they get back uh, – among other uh, players, Dominic Kubalik, uh, who played for the Sudbury Wolves, the OHL, uh, and they also get uh, Donovan Sabrango, who represented Canada at the World Juniors uh, last year and is an Ottawa native, uh, a young defenseman who is more than likely going to fight for a spot here in Belleville this season. Uh, what should Belleville Sens fans know about uh, uh, one of the newest Senators? Yeah, I think when you look at him, he, he's 21 years old and he's played in 135 AHL games. So uh, there's a lot of experience there. He has good size. He's 6'1", 194 pounds, left shot defenseman. I think he's another guy that when Pierre Doran was looking at at the trade and, and looking at the, the stable prospects he could pick through from, from the Detroit side, I think he looked at this young man and said, hey, that's a good guy for David Bell to develop. Yeah. And, um, he's got size. He can skate. Yeah, he's played at the highest level with with Team Canada. He was an alternate captain at the at the World Juniors as well. So, uh, a character young man. Um, we were talking in the office. His dad's a, a professional footballer, uh, soccer player. So, uh, good bloodlines in, in that regard as well. So, I think when they when they looked at, at Donovan Sprango, I think they really th- had in their mind that this is a guy that David Bell and his staff can can work with and mold and. Uh, kind of build off that uh, past AHL experience that he has. And, and we talk so much about prospects. And, th- and this is, I think if you look up the definition of prospect, and you might as well see uh, Donovan Sobrango's picture there because, uh, like you say, he's got good bloodlines, good pedigree uh, in the athleticism. Obviously, uh, getting into the program of excellence with Hockey Canada shows that he's got some skill. Um, you know, he's not blowing... Uh, players out of the water in in terms of his numbers offensively from the blue line but you don't expect that from a, a young defenseman anyway and um like you say uh, david bell and uh his staff have shown uh, over his tenure here a um strong penchant for turning prospect defensemen into everyday professional players uh look at max Gannett as an example this is a guy that i think kind of fits that mold and, and like you said he's played in a lot of ahl games already yeah and i think that's exactly it and and you look too and and people say well he played he played up in the ahl and then he went down to the ECHL. well that toledo team was was a juggernaut and, and he was playing 
heavy minutes for them. He's playing a lot of minutes for them, and he got into 13 Kelly Cup playoff games as well this season. So I think for, for this young man, he's played a lot of hockey. He's played a lot of good hockey, uh, and I'm, I'm excited to see him kind of with with D- Dylan Hetherington and Jacob Larson and, and some of these other guys, Max Kinnett, and kind of see the the way that locker room is going to kind of mold around him and push him, and, and I think it's going to be – like we mentioned, the depth thing is huge here after what, what they went through last season. And he's a guy that they know can play in this league. Um, they know he, he plays an honest game, and um, he, he's going to be ready to go when training camp comes. And, um, yeah, we'll, again, battle for a spot here, um, or he could end up in Allen. That was another headline this week. Senators renewing their ECHL affiliation with the Allen Americans and uh, really happy to be back on board with that uh, class organization in the EC. HL. Uh, Sobrango, the big piece for the Belleville Sens in the Alex DeBrincat trade, and we're looking forward to see what he brings come camp at the beginning of October. Uh, that's in and out for Belleville. Let's just quickly take a peek uh, at, at a couple of our, uh, let's just say closest opponents. We, we're going to play Laval 12 times again this season. We're going to play Toronto 10 times again this season, and both teams are, are going to be missing some significant names that Belleville Sens fans might remember from the uh, marathon series of last year. Yeah, I think Toronto, you look at, at the way that they kind of roll depth and, and carry depth, and some of that's gone with uh, Simeon Durag and Shensev going back to his, his native Russia. Mark Johnstone went to, to Pittsburgh with Kyle Dubas, and you go down the list with some of those guys that, that have moved on from the organization. Obviously, they've done some, some work on replacing that. Joe Blandese, he's back. Josiah Slavin, uh, brother of Jacob Slavin from, from the Carolina Hurricanes, comes in. So um, I think the Toronto is a team that carries, uh, as we know, a, a lot of players, yeah. and uh, that leads to, to roster turnover each season, and um, I think we've seen that a little bit, and I think they're going to miss some of those guys, especially a guy like Mark Johnstone. He, we've seen him um, from from the when he first be, came into the league with the Marlies and the way he works, the way he plays, and I think that's a really good pickup for Wilkes-Barre slash Pittsburgh. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you mentioned they re-signed Joe Blandizi, uh, Zach Solo re-signing, Matteo Pietroniro, uh, and a handful of others. Uh, they did lose Graham Slaggart, who was really good for the Marlies last year. Uh, Sens will still have to deal with him as he's off to Rochester to play for the Americans. Uh, a quick check on the Laval Rocket as well because uh, they've had some pretty big names uh, depart, including Xavier Simino. Uh, Otto Leskinen is going back to Finland. Pierrick Dubay uh, moving on to the Washington Capitals. Uh, Peter Abandonado, who is from Laval and was such a fan favorite there with the Rocket. He's gone to Chicago uh, along with uh, Tori Dello. And then uh, Danik Martell uh, is... Uh, rumored to potentially be going to Russia, those would be uh, some big uh, losses for the Laval Rocket. Yeah, certainly. And I think that's when you look at the way they build depth too and they decide to bring back John Parker Jones, Gabriel Bork, and the likes Riley of those. Riley McKay. Yeah. So. My favorite player for the Laval Rocket. <laughs> yeah, he, he plays hard for sure. And uh, <laughs> um, But when you bring in those guys, it pushes others away too, right? So. Um, I think we've seen that here as well with, with Sabrin and Lucini moving on, but um, it's interesting to see how it's all going to work out with uh, the new players coming in and all these organizations and uh, some familiar faces in, in other uh, cities as well. So um, that's the beauty of the American Hockey League. I think it's always uh, the roster turnover and the players moving around and 
Uh, I think it keeps you especially on your toes when you go into a new city <laughs> and you're doing your game prep and you're looking on the sheet and uh, it's the same cast of characters mostly, but uh, they move around quite a bit for sure. Yeah, the first time we will see the Laval Rocket again is the home opener on uh, October the 21st here at CAA Arena. We don't see the Toronto Marlies uh, until, well, the end of October, I guess. We don't go to Toronto until uh, like Boxing Day, I think, is the first game. Uh, and uh, that will be at Scotiabank Arena, home of the Maple Leafs. Uh, and again, if you're looking uh, for something to do on Boxing Day, Maybe just put that in the back of your mind right now. It would be great to see some Sens fans uh, down there. Uh, look, the schedule is out. Uh, we're starting to really get excited, even though there are still uh, three months until the uh, season begins. But you can stay tuned to the Belleville Sens podcast uh, week to week. And for more breaking and up-to-date news and information, the Senator Socials at Belleville Sens on all the major platforms and, of course, uh, and threads, including threads, if you've made the jump to the threads. And we're also, obviously, uh, putting all of our stuff up at BellevilleSens.com for you to see as well. Any final thoughts this week, Joel? It's been, a, again, an exciting week. I think we can breathe for a couple days here. Uh, we've got the Belly Awards, our front office awards this week. Um, and then you're getting ready for vacation. I am, yeah, and uh, I'm excited for that as well to, to get a little bit of time off. But I think you, you hit it right right there, exciting, and the schedule, Reese, is, is always a fun time to kind of sit back and know what you're going to be doing for, for the next couple of months uh, and know where you're going to be and, and what teams you're going to be able to watch. So it's uh, for the fans and for the front office, definitely an exciting day. Joel's vacation, I shouldn't get ahead of myself. Joel's vacation is not for two weeks, so he will be back, as will I, next week on the Belleville Sins podcast. We'll have another uh, interview for you. We'll uh, get you caught up on any other uh, news and notes that might uh, percolate through uh, over the next seven days or so. For now, we'll say goodbye for Joel Vanderland. David Foote, thanking you so much for listening. Again, please subscribe to the show, rate and review, and hopefully you'll join us again next week on the Belleville Sins podcast.